Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here on Super Bowl Sunday with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Super Bowl Sunday, huh? I am guessing that means nothing in your world, but I could be wrong. Okay, so we're obviously recording this a bit ahead of Super Bowl Sunday, and I have to admit that just today did I get the memo that there's this thing called Super Bowl that everyone's excited about, particularly like like I'd heard about the halftime show, and that kind of, I guess, somewhat intrigued me just Mm -hmm. a little bit. But uh, no, that means like nothing. Don't care. Don't care. I don't care. So I like... Super Bowl Sunday in theory, because I love this time of year. I love the food. I can get, I was going to say snacks are great. Yeah. The food is great. The commercials are great. It's always been, I, I, our family is a very, like we can get on sports bandwagons very easily. Listeners, if you tell me like you're a diehard Bengals fan and this is like your dream come true, like I will root for them for you. Like I'm, I'm very swayable. And so I have a lot of like warm fuzzies about Super Bowl in theory that said, I don't, I don't really usually care that much about the game outcome, but here's my, I have a beef a little bit with this, oh. which is the Super Bowl this year's February 13th. That is the day this episode is dropping. And that is a whole week later than it's been for a long, long time. And I don't know if you remember, Megan, it used to be in late January. And that's then, why I kind of thought maybe it had already happened. Right. <laughs> no. I was like, wait, no, it's still coming for a long, long time. It was late January. Then I want to say 10 or 15 years ago, they added a week to the regular season and So for the last decade, at least, it's been the first weekend in February. Good with that. That's fine. My dad's birthday's that weekend. It's just like a nice time to celebrate something because it's been six weeks since Christmas or whatever. Well, I thought this whole February 13th thing was a COVID related. I thought maybe they'd had some delays in the season. And I just found out this is the new normal. And I do not want to share my birthday with Super Bowl and Valentine's Day. I'm I'm, I do not approve of willing. No, to go that my birthday far. is February 14th in tomorrow in the land of you listening to this. And I have always loved having a Valentine birthday, but I, I'm not interested in Super Bowl weekend 
also no. being, which is also sometimes President's Day weekend. So this is, I do not approve NFL or television networks or whoever's responsible. Um, I, I, this whole thing you don't to care. me, I, I, well, <laughs> it's not that I don't care. It's just that I find it to be one of those, because when you're saying that, like, you don't want to share your birthday with um, Super Bowl. I can totally understand that because while Valentine's Day is one of those like Hallmark holidays, or you'll see people decorating for it in the store. It doesn't really take over people's entire weekends. Right. Like you yeah, either you go on a date a or you don't. Exactly right. It, it does right. take over the school day. And, and our listeners right. know that it can hijack you when you have young school aged kids. But you're right. It does not take over a whole weekend day ever. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I guess I would also have problems with that. And, and I also have enjoyed a Super Bowl or two or a dozen. I mean, I, I like the idea of people gathering around eating food. I watching televised sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I have before in the past rooted for a team. I've, <laughs> it I've has spent been money known to on a team before. Not that I cared about the team at all, but it was like, I had to pick one yeah. just to have somebody to root for. And that made it interesting. So I'm not anti Super Bowl. I just, in the end, I just don't really care. Yeah, that's, that is yeah. totally fair. Well, Wherever you fall, listeners, along this spectrum of Super Bowl and Valentine and mid-February festivities, I think I really love the month of February as a midwinter. Like, I feel like in February, there's a lot to look forward to. If you're if you're in the winter doldrums, you can start to look forward to spring. And it's far enough away from the holidays and the new year reset that it's just kind of its own thing. So I'm a big fan and uh, it's my birthday tomorrow. Well, I well, happy birthday in advance. And I will also share that the the last time I watched the Super Bowl, I actually um, ordered whatever the live, I think it was like Hulu Live. Okay. To watch it at my house. And then there was a huge snowstorm and nobody came. Okay. I'm just re- trying to remember now exactly what happened. It was 2020. It was right before the pandemic. Right. Um, and I ordered it and invited like four different families. And then nobody could come because the snow was so bad. So I think that's like, <laughs> that's also like a common thing. Sure. Her Super Bowl, because I feel like there's been several times that there's been huge snow days on either side of the Super Bowl for my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but I forgot to cancel the Hulu Live. <laughs> yeah. And that allowed me to watch the entire season of Shit's Creek, uh-huh. the new season, when like in real time, when it was coming out. And that was during early pandemic. Yeah. So yes. that was a good thing. Yeah. See, little gifts from the universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, what are we talking about today? It well, is Valentine's We're not talking about the Super Bowl. We just did things. that for five minutes. We're not <laughs> talking about my birthday um, as much as I'd be up for that. But we are loosely tying this episode to Valentine's Day romance. But really, we're just we're just letting listeners check in with the latest on your romantic situation because it's it's yeah. a little more dynamic than mine, maybe. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> I hope yours is hardly dynamic at all at this point. Um, but yeah, we've, you know, we've talked a little bit. I feel like we've shared little touches about my life and my, as I call him, my special man friend, Eric. And I'm like, that is not like less good than boyfriend. Someone actually said to me that they were excited because I, I think it was on Instagram. I referred to him as my boyfriend and they said, oh, I'm so glad that he's got the designation boyfriend now. And I was like, no, promoted. I literally, <laughs> I ran out of characters. It had nothing to do with like, I thought special man friend just was a funny way of saying boyfriend, especially because I think the word boyfriend is ridiculous when you're 44 years old. But um, anyway, we've talked about him on and off kind of a lot. And I'll post pictures of him on my Insta and stuff. But we haven't really talked about the details. And also just about two, what, two and a half years ago, 
we did an episode um, where you asked me, Sarah, a bunch of questions about dating as a single mom. And I went back and listened to it because I just, I really wanted to like Mm -hmm. wrap my brain around where I was in my life then. And it was mostly about dating apps, but it was also just about like going on dates and what that can be like as a mom and like getting to know people through apps and then trying to go on a first date or like, what do you do when if you're disappointed and how do you let people down and how do you deal with breakups? Like all that stuff. Right. So now it's been almost two years since I met Eric. So I'm way past all that now. Um, so we're really moving more into like, you know, committed long-term relationship. However, we're not married. We don't live in the same house and we both have kids from previous marriages. Yeah. So there's just a lot to unpack there. Um, so we're going to do that today. I love it. Well, and I get to be in the position again to ask you a bunch of questions and newer listeners, you know, this might be like kind of the first little window into your personal life. And then I know there are lots of listeners who've been following along, you know, since the very, very beginning, you've talked about your divorce on this podcast. You've talked about getting on the dating app. So it's just a continuation and Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. 
All right. Well, Megan, you know, I always like to uh, give a shout out to people who maybe are brand new and literally have no idea what we're talking about. So you've been divorced now for about five years. Is that correct? Or is it only oh my four? Goodness. Okay. So I got, I've been separated for over five. Yeah. And then I, the divorce was finalized at the toward the end of 2017. Okay. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then listeners can go back and, and listen to that 2019 episode where you talked about what it was like to, you know, be dating and dating a few different people and getting back out there as a single mom. But today we're talking about your significant man friend, special man friend. <laughs> oh, significant man friend. That does seem like an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. um, Eric. And yeah. so I would just love to hear how you guys met and got together. Yeah. Well, I just want to point out um, she's a new like newer people who are just getting aware of this situation, or if you are newly single, I actually at one point counted and I went on dates with at least 25 people. And you challenged yourself, right? Yeah. To like, to yeah. really go on a bunch of first dates. Yeah. I actually think it ended up being more than that in the end. I think I lost count at 25, but like, yes, it was a significant number. And I did that very purposefully because I got married young and I married the first person I had like a serious relationship with. And I just wanted to experience more than that. And there was a, that was an interesting, um, journey, very painful at times, but mm -hmm. I learned a lot and I don't regret it. So I'm just throwing that out there. If you're in the new stage where like, you're kind of wallowing and thinking, how am I like, I just got on uh, Tinder and this is a train wreck, or I can't <laughs> believe this is where I am. Or will I ever be with someone again? Like you're going to feel like you won't. And then you will, and it, everyone will tell you that. And you'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, it's like weirdly true. So anyway, just like leading say, with that. I will say you also went through a very defined phase. And I remember this where you were like, I, I am not interested in dating at all. And yep. I'm not interested in pursuing anything at all because it was exhausting. That the, So like, yep. I just, I, I remember that phase as well. And then of course, in, in comes Eric. And sometimes I would switch back and forth between those phases within a day. I'd be like, never again. <laughs> okay, done. maybe. Never again. Well, maybe I'll give it a shot. So yes, there was a lot of ups and downs. Okay, so um, I think we did have a really meet cute. I have to say that we did not meet on a dating app. So that is one of those things where probably of the many, many, many first dates I went on, almost all of them, not all, but like of goodly portion came about because of dating apps. Mm -hmm. But I think as I shared in that episode from 2019, only like two of those actually led even to a second date mm -hmm. and only one led to only one other led to any kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. So just putting that out there. Um, so actually, Eric was a person you might know on Facebook, <laughs> which Oh, like it literally was recommending. It, I was like, yes. I might know. I'm not even on Facebook. No. Okay. Facebook said, <laughs> this is a person you might know. And I usually ignore those <laughs> because I live in a, you know, like a small town, but I have like a, a weirdly diverse Facebook friend base. And I never know where people are coming from. Like, why does Facebook think I should know this person? Like, is it because we have some other friend in content, like in common or why? And for whatever reason that day, the algorithm decided to offer <laughs> a photo of Eric. And I was like, well, I don't know him, but I want to. And I clicked <laughs> friend him. I never do that. Never. And I did. And he friended me back pretty quick. And I don't think we even exchanged a single word. It was like, well, now here we are, Facebook friends. And we never said anything to each other. And I think I might have like mildly stalked him, but he had one of those pages that didn't have anything on it really. And then I kind of just, I don't know, forgotten, wandered away into my life. 
And then over the next several months, a couple of times I would be out and there's Eric, like standing, you know, within arm's distance. And I would see him like over someone's shoulder. <laughs> it just makes me think like you could grab him or something. Right. No, it's kind of how it was like, I could just reach out. And I would like, oh, that's that guy that I know on Facebook that I'm friends with. And we would always like make eye contact. He remembered my name. He'd, he'd say, hi, Megan. And then he'd go back to his conversation and we would never acknowledge each other again. And this happened like three or four different times. Okay. So then I got on this new dating app called Hinge which is different from other dating apps in that you don't have to match with somebody. You can just send them a message. Like usually that's not how it goes. Okay. And I think I just sent him a message and said, hey, run, fancy running into you here or something stupid like that. <laughs> and he wrote back something equally like vague, like what? Yeah, isn't it crazy trying to date in a small town? Neither one of us made any move to actually connect or meet each other. That was it. Like that was the whole thing. It right. Was like, so it's like you've acknowledged that you both know who the other is and that is right. it. And that's all. Okay. So it was almost exactly two years ago. It was the end of February. <clears throat> I had just ended another like short-term dating thing like a week before. It was just, I wasn't into it. And then I got really, really sick for like yeah. a week. We both. Um, this we is both when you and I had back-to-back blue yeah. illnesses. Right before yeah. COVID. Yeah. Right before COVID. Right. I never got my diagnosed. Maybe it was early COVID, but. Anyway, I it was like I was finally feeling well enough to be out and again, out and about again. And I went to um, happy hour at a place that I go to all the time. Silver Beach Pizza. You've been there, mm-hmm. Sarah, for my, my 40th birthday. Yep. Um, but I don't ever go to happy hour there for whatever reason. And it was a great scene. Like, it's a great, mm-hmm. bright, you know, sunny bar area. And there was like interesting looking people. I'm like, where I've been missing this whole scene this whole time. So I was like, all those dank, crappy bars I've been hanging out in. I need to start coming out here. So I sit down with my friend Julie and I look over and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Eric. That's that guy. And she said, oh, I know him. He works out at the same gym I do. He is super ripped. She did say that. She said he is super ripped. And I was like, yes. And then she's like, but he's like a great guy. Like, and I, I said, oh, really? I don't know him at all. She's like, no, he's really great. And she said, you should go talk to him. And I said, well, I think I need to have like another drink before I do that. So we sat and talked. And then finally, I'm like, you know what? He's now he's looked over and acknowledged me. I've acknowledged we both know we're within the line of sight. Right. And he was standing with this big group of people. Um, one of which was Will's best friend's dad. So I thought, well, I've got nothing to lose. If I go over and say hi, like, hey, it's me. Ha 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 ha. Remember me then from it, the internet? Right, exactly. Then I can start talking to these other people. So I went over and said hi. And he said hello. And then I immediately started talking to Will's best friend's dad and sat there and talked to him for a really long time. And he's also divorced, by the way, and was single at the time. So I was like, okay, well, now I'm kind of like, it's like I'm sort of playing the field a little Mm -hmm. bit, right? Like, I'm not exactly, but it can feel that way. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like I made a beeline over here just to be creepy about Eric. Right. So there's this whole big group of people. People are coming and going. And then one by one, people start peeling off. And pretty soon I look around and it's, just Eric and I, like we're the only ones left of this group. So we're just talking and that my sister was getting married the next day. Okay. And my brother Buck was on his way in from Minneapolis and was going to be getting in really late and was going to be staying at my house. So I told Eric, I have to stay up really late tonight. So you want to keep me company? And so, I mean, he didn't commit for the whole night or anything like that, but he ended up following me to another place where you've also been the sandbar. Mm -hmm. 
And that is definitely more of a divey bar. And there was karaoke. It has colored Christmas lights, right? That's what it I has, remember. Like, year all, round, all, all yes. year round. Yes. My kind of place. Um, we ended up, I don't know, have a corona or two there. I sang karaoke. Wasn't super happy with it. <laughs> what did you sing? I, just, I sang um, Your Love by The Outfield. It's like an 80s song. And I always forget that it's terribly not in a good range for me to do karaoke until I'm like, in the middle of it and then thinking, why did I choose this song? You're like, oh no, oh no, right? <laughs> this is yeah. going south. I mean, I can, I can do it. It's just not, it's not my best joke. So, um, but then it got very, started to get very sloppy. So the night's going on. Now it's getting late. Like this night has been dragging on for a long time now and it's getting really late and the karaoke quality is going way down and the songs people are choosing are not great. And I was like, I've got better songs in my car. Let's go sit in my car. So we went and sat in my car in February. So I'm running the heat, like, you know, running the engine and the heat. And we just played like all of my nineties country soundtracks and then just sang at the top of our lungs for like two and a half hours. Love it. And this guy was a stranger to me. Like we did not know each other at all. Um, so we just sang our little hearts out and he knew like every song that I knew. He's got a great voice. It was really, really fun. And then I'm like, Oh, my brother just texted me. He's almost in town. Thanks for hanging out. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. So then Eric takes off. I go home just right around the corner. My brother gets there five minutes later. I go off to my sister's wedding, whatever. So two or three weeks go by. And we hung out like one time. We went out to dinner and ended up just talking for like three hours. We didn't call it a date. It was just like we're just hanging out. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the world started closing down because of COVID. Um, we were actually together, I think, when like they made the announcement that school was going to close and all that. And we're like, oh, so this is real. Hmm, okay. And then we went into like lockdown. And Eric was basically my pod person. Like I saw him. He was the only adult I hung out with for like a six-week period. Right. And I'm sure you'll get to this, but part of that was because of your the weirdness of divorced life schedules and your kids being with you half the week and not. Right. Right. But also because you weren't allowed to. Well, no. Well, right. Yeah, yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. But other way, yeah. like you both ended up by yourself. Yes. Portions yes, yes, yes. of each exactly. week. Yeah. So it just worked out that like we had the same almost the same parenting schedule. So we both have 50 50 with our exes and they the week that he's on, the week that I'm mostly on is the same week. Mm -hmm. um, so, right. Like we would both have these long swaths of time where we're both alone. You're not, we, there's nowhere to go. Everything's closed. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to mingle households. And I guess we technically broke that rule, but I was like, well, I'm alone. Like I'm sitting alone in my house. Um, so we would get together, but we kept it platonic for six months. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of things. I'm not going to get into all the reasons that was. But I really do think in the beginning, a lot of it was that we were kind of afraid that if it didn't go anywhere or if, like, we tried for something and it didn't land, that we wouldn't have anyone because it was truly like this was like our pandemic, platonic, you know, love affair sort yeah. of thing happening. And we would go on hikes. Um, we would go, like, I don't know, we'd cook meals. Like, it was weird. It was like we became partners, but we were just friends. Yeah. And from so, zero, from, from, and from like, zero, yeah. from not knowing each other at all. Like we had no background. We didn't even like, we hadn't even had a chance to like pretend to get to know each other in text. It was all in real time. Um, and we went like 
uh, we went on a road trip together when you weren't allowed. You couldn't even rent vacation rentals. So I think we like ended up renting a like a hip camp situation where it was like this rustic cabin. Yeah, I remember you were like with, worried like, about heat. you were worried about like crossing county lines. Does that yes. just like to to pause real quick yeah. because we're this is coming out in mid February of 2022 and every once in a while I do have these memories of two years ago pandemic yeah. times. Uh, like I know that we've been through another surge and all of this, but like it is mind boggling to remember the level of lockdown that many yeah. parts of the country were under because I remember you being worried like that you were breaking some, you know, awful rule, but that you'd like cross a checkpoint at the county line. Right. Now, <laughs> yes. now thinking of that, I'm like, that is that is well, and, otherworldly. And the funny thing was that really never happened. Of course. And you were allowed to travel for certain reasons. And I think we kind of technically fit the criteria for that particular trip and whatever. I'm not going to get into all that. But like there was definitely that that sense of like we're like outlaws and there's right. nothing open. Right. Like it's not like we were going out to eat. Like we packed our own food. Yeah. And we're just like living out of my car for a couple of days. So it was anyway, we we definitely wrote out some stuff together. And then at the end of the summer. I started to get a little frustrated because I was like, okay, is this going to go anywhere? I'm not, I don't know what to do with this now. Like we spend so much time together. Things had opened back up. So by this point you could have a more normal relationship. Like we were going out and doing things again. And I would think, okay, so are we, you know, like, is this a thing? Is this not a thing? Should I bring it up again? Cause we had had a conversation about it early on and then it was kind of like, no. And so no, but now it's four months later mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, this is getting a little long. Um, I started dating somebody else and told Eric about it and was like, I don't, I feel terrible because I feel like if things move forward with this other person, I don't get to have this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I almost would rather not have the other person who was a perfectly nice guy and potential and all that. Um, My sister and I went on a trip to the UP together and Eric was on a trip in the UP for reference, how many hours of driving away is the UP from where you live? I mean, to get to where we were, like eight hours. Yeah. Also to drive from end to so the UP. So that's the upper peninsula. If you don't live in Michigan, the Michigan's in two peninsulas. And one, the upper peninsula is very remote. And it's like um, very like spread out. It's just like not very populous mm-hmm. and a lot of natural beauty. And it, from tip to tip, like if you drove from one end to the other, it's hundreds and hundreds of miles. Like it's really big. So when you say, oh, I went to the UP on vacation, it could mean anything from like, you know, I'm essentially in Wisconsin to I'm essentially in Canada to like, I'm essentially in like, like on the other side of the United States. This is, it's very spread out. So, um, we both knew that we were going to both be in the UP around the same time, but we did not plan to meet up up there. It was just like, he was there. I was there. He was there with this kid and his friend. And I was there with my sister and we ran into, like, we passed each other oh on a winding road oh my like, gosh. on our way to a, the same national park. And we couldn't even text. It's not like there was any way for us to keep in touch. Right. And, but somehow he was able to get a message through. And he's like, did I just see you like pulling out of this trailhead at Pictured Rocks? And I was like, uh, yeah, I thought maybe oh that looked like gosh. you. And he's like, well, I'm going to Grand Marais, which is like the next little town down. And then I ran into him at Grand Marais that night. So. Catherine and I, which that's where we were staying. He didn't know that. Yeah. We ended up running into him. So anyway, my sister and I had a really fun conversation um, all that night, the next day. And I had to kind of tell her about my dilemma. 
about like, you know, if it's like a movie or like, a, yeah. I don't know, Sweet, Sweet Valley High yeah. book or something. And I had to tell her about like, well, then here's Eric and then there's this other guy. And like, I don't know. And she's like, I choose Eric. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. <laughs> and I said, thank you. I also think I choose Eric, but like, I don't know how to make that happen. Right. And so, so on the drive home the next day or two days later, it was like two or two or three days later, actually, we were up there for a few days. I'm on my way home and we pulled over to rest stop and I texted Eric and was like, Hey, um, my kids aren't coming back till tomorrow and I'm going to be home tonight. I would love to hear about your trip. He's like, all right, come over. I'll make dinner. And so he did. And Eric made his move and the rest is history. He chose you also He chose me while driving the back roads of the UP. (laughs) He didn't have a a big sister to tell him, but something like (laughs) the universe had the same, like, Catherine moment with him. Yeah. Yeah. You. It just, I remember. It was, it's yeah. so fun to hear that because I, you know, I've been here for most of it, but like, I don't know if listeners know this, the way we talk and run our business, we'll, we'll go like two or three weeks without ever talking about anything outside of the business, even though we talk 25 times a day and then we'll like get caught up. And so I remember hearing about all this, but it's so fun to hear it all in one, like, like a story, a meet cute. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And and it's sometimes it's easy to forget like how long and drawn out it was because there was so much going on in the world mm-hmm. that had nothing to do with my, you know, my relationship status, which I think is why I let it go on so long. Like I'll, I, you wouldn't usually platonically hang out with someone I was romantically interested That's in for true. six months without making some statement or like being like, OK, dude, we got to do either we're doing this or we aren't. But because the whole world was so weird, it like time had no meaning, as we've said. Well, that. Times. And also, I think the nature of your social life normally, because you are you have a lot of friends and a lot of friendlies and you have extended family and your brother and sister in law and you just see a lot of people. Well, COVID made that a no go. You weren't like not only were you not supposed to like yeah. mix households, you for sure won't, weren't supposed to like see multiple different touch points throughout the week. Yeah. And so you wouldn't yeah. have been in a the, like, your life would not have been set up to get to know somebody deeply in this kind of like concentrated like bubble like you were able to do so right I would have I honestly would have probably gotten frustrated and then been like fine I'm just gonna go out with my friends right and I would have started avoiding him and then we would it never would have happened like I just the ability or like requirement of putting everything else on hold for that amount of time was like set what set the foundation which is so unusual and I wonder how many other people found themselves in a situation they otherwise never would have. Yeah. Yeah. Relationally for that reason. Okay. Well, I have have one quick question and then we'll go to break and and we're going to, in the second half, dive into some like of the complicating factors of dating or being in a relationship at this stage, like divorce and kids and houses and all that. But my question about this pandemic meet cute is like you were platonic and you saw very few other people. So you spent a lot of time together. And you cooked meals and you went for long drives. But like, what were a couple of the things that you just immediately, like if you're going to spend five hours with someone and you don't even think it might be romantic, like what were you doing and talking about? Like, what were the touch points that like made it really fun to spend hours and hours together? Um, Well, music was definitely a big one to start. Like that was probably the thing that got us talking. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're very different. Like we're very, very different. Um, in many, many ways, personality and other. But I think I was just always interested by him. Like he always just had some interesting take on something or he would 
challenge me in some way, like my assumptions about things, or I would challenge his assumptions about mm -hmm. things. Or um, we did a lot of nature stuff, like long, long hikes. Okay. He lives on properties. So there was lots of that, lots of kind of, you know, dreaming about like what it would be like to own a bunch of acreage, um, you know, up north somewhere. And like how a lot of that kind of forward thinking stuff, even though at the time we weren't saying this is something we do together. Right. Just um, just more just, like generalized, just more like generalized and just like just a lot of talking. He's got kids. His way of thinking about parenting is very like similar to mine. And so lots of good conversations about that. So just like good conversation, kind of like lifestyle um, alignment. Yeah. I so guess. nature, outdoors, music. Yeah. Health. Yeah. Health. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Wanting. Yeah. Like and kind of um, I think we're both very like. The word the word I thought of is basic, and that's not the right word. But like down, like down to the basics, kind of people. Mm -hmm. Like let's just like we both have like big dreams that we want to take care of and things that we want to do. But then we could really strip it away down to what's really important to us, mm -hmm. and those things were important to both of us. And so there was just a lot of common ground, um, even though we're so different. Yeah, so I think that's yeah. helpful. Like you said, we, I know we have listeners who are probably at the beginning of this journey or who haven't like haven't dated in a very, very, very long time. So it's kind of comforting in a way to hear that, like the things that felt right are the things that often feel right, which is like good yeah. conversation, shared values, fun and laughter. You know, it's like, yeah, things have changed so much, but things have also not changed. So I find yeah. That. And well, and I think too, that, um, and so this is something I'm sure I spoke to in the episode I did a couple of years ago, but now I just know it so much more is like every, someone can pit can check every box um and like it seems like it should be a match made in heaven like politically everything aligns lifestyle everything aligns like what movies they like everything aligns whatever it is right and you can be utterly bored by that person yeah and never and and also not feel particularly connected like mm -hmm. you might just not really like them or you might really like them platonically but like they just don't do it for you in any other way mm -hmm. and this was really a lesson in like, because we didn't meet on an app where we got a lot of superficial stuff mm -hmm. out of the way early, the superficial stuff came later. And then it was like, Oh, like, I can't believe he really likes that, you know, playlist or, <laughs> eh, you know, this is his favorite meal or whatever, but it didn't matter because like we got to the good stuff first. Yeah. That's amazing. And I've never, and I've never been bored in two years. So that's a big deal for me. That is, that is huge <laughs> for you. Yeah. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Vionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. 
Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. All right. So we are back and we have met Eric and I have a huge smile on my face and I know listeners do too, but let's talk about some of like the practical realities of, as you described it, you are like the old married couple who's not actually married or cohabitating. Yeah. And so I guess let's just start with the basics. You're, you have three kids still left in the house. They are preteen and teenagers. What is his kid situation? So he has two kids um, who are old, a little older. So, well, they're around the same age as mine and older. So um, his daughter is in the same grade as well. They've actually known each other since like seventh grade. Okay. Um, and that and is then a his senior in high school this year? Senior in high school. And then his son is a couple years older. Okay. So son's completely out of the house. Um, daughter goes back and forth. Although I think that the way she kind of, um, his her mom lives in the same house the kids grew up in. Mm -hmm. So even though they have like bedrooms and things like that at Eric's house, I just think this is like the place they hang out for a week, but they really see mom's house as their house uh -huh. more. And I think that's pretty common. I would say that's probably how it is in my family too. Like the kids see my house as their house. And mm -hmm. I think that's really common when it's mom. So that does sometimes change things a little bit. Um, but yeah, so they're like one foot out the door. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but two years ago, they it would have been a little less. Yeah. Less no, two so. years ago, they yeah. were both living at home at yeah. his house half the time. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, And then how, like, what has that brought up for you guys? Because you are both parents. You both share yeah. custody. How does that even work? So I think, like, this is something I might have touched on a little bit when I talked about dating before, is that um, I have dated both guys with kids and without. Um. There was a time when I dated like three guys in a row that didn't have kids. And I kind of liked it in a way because it like allowed me to be a little selfish about my kids mm -hmm. and their needs and not to really, you know, the expectation was they would work around my schedule or they would work around my needs. And the, they were really the cool about it. The the dates. Yeah. yeah. And they were, they didn't get it, but they were usually cool about it. And if you're dating when you're in your forties, um, you're the people you're dating are most likely going to have kids. Like it's a very good chance mm -hmm. that they will. So that was not like, it was never like, oh my goodness, children. It wasn't like that. It was more, 
like, okay, sure, I understand you can't just pick up at the drop of a hat and, and fly off to this place or that place. Um, I think I, I think I, though, preferred dating dads, um, even though it created a lot of complication. Yeah. And honestly, one of the things that attracted me to Erica the most was that he's like a great dad and like a really mindful dad. And also he was more, he was better about having boundaries around just hanging out from day one than me, you know, like if his kids were home, it was like, I'm not available to like check in with them both and make sure that they are both like doing something else Mm -hmm. or they don't want me for anything. Mm -hmm. And I tend to be a little bit more like, you know, I don't know, like my 18 year old probably isn't going to hang out with me anyway. So am I just going to hang around the house just to be here? But I've, I think that he's been a good influence on me in a way to be like, okay, but just because they didn't say they want to, doesn't mean they don't want to. And it's just a good idea to be around. So we've had really strong boundaries around our parenting and non-parenting time, mm-hmm. even since we were just friends. So that's, that's been nice because he kind of led in that direction. And I didn't have to feel like the drag being mm-hmm. like, well, I can't, I can't go out because right. it's, you know, I've got my kids. Um, then at one point we just kind of let the kids in on what was happening mm-hmm. and that made things simpler in a way because then the kids could hang out too, but they don't always want to like Will and Sammy, his daughter, Sammy, they're friends. Um, but like, they're not such close friends that they would choose each other over other friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that, you know, Eric's almost 18 year old daughter really wants to hang out with a 12 year old girl. Right. And Owen doesn't really want to hang out with anybody. So, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's, there's just not, it's not like suddenly, oh, great. We'll just get the kids together and we'll all hang out and have bonfires. I mean, we've done that twice. Well, uh, we've <laughs> well, and just like zo- even zooming out from the dating life, for those of you listening who have really little kids, let me just tell you that the the um, age proximity excuse, like let's get together with this other family because their kids are around the same age and the kids will all run around on the beach or at the park. Like there's a shelf life on that. I mean, 12 and 13 and 14 year olds aren't really like game for just play dating with some other 12, 13 or 14 year old just because they're the same age. It's, it's in right. fact, it can be unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think one thing that we've really tried to do is not like foist another family. Like, I think both of us are really sensitive about that. Yeah. Um, we're not just going to like, just because we're dating doesn't mean they all have to act like brothers and sisters because they're not. And they've got their own lives and they've got their own relatives and they've got their own siblings and they've got their own cousins and, um, and they've got a lot going on. And, and also they're not like a little kids where, you know, if I was dating someone, if I had like a three and a five-year-old and I was dating someone with like a five and seven-year-old, very different, throw them all in a room and see how they get along and let's make this happen. But all of our kids are like halfway out the door except for Clara. And she's, you know, not that far. Right. Right. So there's just certain things that we haven't really done. We did go on a um, spring break last year with my three younger kids and his daughter. And that was really fun. But by the time we got home, I think everybody was ready to just be back in their own space with their own families. And that's fine. You know, it's not, it's not like disappointing to me. I don't look at it as any kind of rejection of Eric and his family. It's just, we have our family culture and he has his and, and they're just different. And, and at this point, what, why would we try to like force it? Right. Um, so anyway, All that is to say, like, I think that having kids, like it adds, if you already have kids, dating someone with kids is wonderful and complicated. Um, when I was casually dating, it was really easy because that boundary was there. And I would just save my dating for when the kids weren't with me. It was fine. No one expected me to do things, other things, but then it starts to get more serious and it's like, okay, well, 
when do I introduce this person to the kids? Or like I said, what do we expect of the kids? Like, do we expect them to have a relationship? Um, do we do sleepovers? Like not with the kids, like with the adults. Mm -hmm. If we do sleepovers, do we do them when one set of kids or the other is there? And if we do that, do we have to be on the same page about what each set of kids experiences and knows? Mm -hmm. So in our case, we do not do sleepovers when the kids are around, but that means we can't do them for either, either house, mm -hmm. because I probably would be more relaxed about that than Eric would, but, uh, our kids talk to each other. Yeah. So no one's like, like Will and Sammy, uh, are on Snapchat and they text all the time. So, and they'll tell each other stuff like, oh yeah, your mom's over here. Oh Yeah. Did you know my dad's coming over in a little bit or, and I mean, there's no mystery. Yeah. Everybody knows everything. Um, what would you, like, one thing I thought about is what would we do if our co-parenting schedules didn't align at all? Mm -hmm. We've been really lucky, but they still only align five days out of every other week. So it's mm -hmm. like, I will have a five day stretch where I just get to hang out with Eric and my days and nights are free. But then the next week and almost almost a week and a half, we'll only see each other if the kids are busy doing something else. Mm -hmm. And that's rough. That gets yeah. really hard. Yeah. Um, and then like then the next question is, what about moving in together? Like, when is that on the table or getting married? Um, I'll just speak for myself and say that for me, moving in together is has never been with uh, in the absence of getting married mm -hmm. is just not on the menu for me. And it's not like a moral thing. It's like, uh, it's a very, um, practical thing. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm going to bother to, to up, I don't know, uproot my kids in that way or overhaul my own life in that mm -hmm. way or force accommodations on two families parts, it, it better be forever. Like mm -hmm. I'm not, yeah. I'm not messing around, yeah. but again, I can, I have that luxury because my kids are older and I would never say, or, and also I have that luxury because I can support myself in a household. And I have that luxury because I only live 10 minutes away from Eric. Yeah. If I lived two hours away from him or like really was struggling financially to make one household work and it just made sense or my kids were little, I might feel totally different. Right. So that's just one of those things, um, that I think is so personal. Yeah. And and this is like where this is kind of going for us is I'm moving in three doors down from Eric. Um, we actually bought property together that is he's working on currently. Um, and it's like a commercial building, some land and a house. And I'm going to be moving into the house with my kids and we're going to use the land and the commercial building together. Mm -hmm. And basically we're renting. We're like the L we have an LLC that owns the building mm -hmm. that we're equal partners on. And then we're both renting from the LLC. Mm -hmm. And I've talked to people who are like, why are you going through all of these? Like, like, what's the point? <laughs> he lives in this big house. It's like half empty. Why don't you just move into that house? Why don't you just get married? And I'm like, you know, I guess to me, it makes perfect sense because it's like, it's like almost moving in together, mm -hmm. but we have our own space. <laughs> and I, I just don't like, I never would have thought two years ago or three years ago or five years ago that I would be somebody who would value having my own space that much. Mm -hmm. But in this current phase of life with three teenage kids moving in and out with their own needs and like not knowing if everyone's going to get along and pets and all that stuff, it feels very complicated. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to being closer and seeing them every day. That will be wonderful. But 
I love it. Well, I, yeah. it's very exciting. I have seen some pictures of this house and I have, I have a mental, or I can picture the commercial building, the house. It's a big piece of land. Can you talk a little bit more about the actual proximity? Like, so he already has a house and it's not yeah. on this property. It's just down the road. So you could literally yeah. walk to and from his house. Yeah. Um, he, it's kind of like, it's on like a, like a rather busy road. Um, but this is kind of funny. So his house is sort of tucked back off the busy road. And then he's got acreage that goes back to these railroad tracks. And I am on the other side of the little, um, side road, I guess you'd call it, but like one, but not the next yard, but like one yard over. So if I walk to the very back of my property to the train tracks, Mm -hmm. I can walk down the train tracks to his property or I could walk down the road, but I probably wouldn't because it's like a big road. Okay. I mean, yes, I would. I've walked on it before. It's not a big deal. I wouldn't send like all the kids out to like run down the road, but right. I've biked and walked on that road. Yeah, it's like a third of a mile. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Quarter of a mile. It's it's, tr- it's like three country doors down, I which is a little it. different than yes. yeah, yeah, three yeah. city doors down. Or suburban, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Well, this is very exciting. Very excited for you. And he's been fixing up the house, correct? Yep. 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 I love it. And um, when is the move actually happening? So it'll, uh, by, by the end of February. Okay. Depends on how quickly we get everything together. It's, it's close. We won't have everything done, but enough that we could move in. But that means I actually have to like get my act together moving yeah. and yeah. yeah, you know how that goes. Uh, yeah. So, a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so let's, we've talked about the kids quite a bit, but let's talk about like at this point in your life being yeah. 44, wait, 45. I'm, I think I'm still 44. I don't think so. I think you're 45. Oh, okay. No, I'm 45. <laughs> I'll be 40. I'll be 45 this July. Okay. 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 I was doing my, yeah. And it's my, I'm the one whose birthday is tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm catching up to you. I'm 42 tomorrow. Um, at this point in your life, you have very established social circles, friend circles. We talked about yeah. how active your social life was. And then, then we talked about the pandemic bubble. So like, how does it work now folding Eric into those patterns, especially after the pandemic world opened mm-hmm. up again. And then does he have the same on his side? Like, cause it's not just, I, I know a lot about your vibrant yeah. extended family and friend circles, but I would assume he also has some friends and some family. So how has that been like uh, at a practical level, kind of folding into each other's grown up circles? Well, I, I definitely think that when you date later in life, and this is the same, no matter, you know, if you date someone with kids or not, you already both have your people, right? And you've got the dynamics. One of the great things about the pandemic was it shook up so many things for so many people. So there were people that just fell away from me and I will never probably get those people back, but I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Like, not that I don't like them. It's just that the, the relationships were loose enough or the associations were loose enough that when they went, I didn't really miss them and I don't need them back. So my life simplified a lot um, in that in that time anyway, which is great. But we still, I still have a very close sibling group. I still have people, you know, family members and longstanding friendships and people that I want to spend time with. And so does Eric. And the funny thing is he, he's always kind of talking about how social I am and how I'm like, you know, need to be out and doing stuff. And I mean, I kind of push back on that because he's the same. He's just very like regimented about it. Um, like he has a Wednesday get together with his guy friends and, uh, you know, like it, for him, it's almost on a clock or on a calendar. He kind of knows it's been X number of weeks since he's seen this friend. 
And now he's going to try to get something on, you know, like Mm -hmm. get something on the books. And I tend to be a little more loosey-goosey, like, oh, it's been a while since I've hung out with Candace. I wonder what Candace is up to. And sometimes those things just conflict because now let's pretend I want to get together with Candace. Well, Eric and Candace's husband haven't met each other, probably don't care to, Mm -hmm. honestly. They've both got their own friend groups. So do I then have to find a time or yeah, I do feel like I have to find a time to hang out with Candace where it's not going to take away from Candace's time with her husband or my time with Eric. Right. And we only have a limited amount of time to start with. So it gets, that stuff gets tricky. It's like the logistics of managing long-term relationships without forcing people to have relationships they don't want to have. Right. Because Um, no 40 something. Well, I shouldn't say no. Most 40 something adults don't necessarily want to immediately double their web of social connections. And, exactly. and maybe for some people that would be really enriching, but I would imagine for a lot of people, it's like, no, I'm, I'm kind of good. Like I'd actually right. like more quality time with the people I don't see very often. Like I don't need a bunch of dinners or like happy hours with people I don't know. And which is right. what it would be if you tried to each go to each other's things, it would literally double all of those yeah. connections. Yeah. Yeah. It gets, it gets a little out of hand. And I think one way that I've um, handled it is to just not really expect him to go to things unless there's like, unless he's really interested in meeting the other person's spouse or hanging out with that person. And then sometimes I have friendships. Like I have a good friend, I'm good friends with a woman named Meredith and I'm also equally good friends with her husband, Jason. And so I really would like to hang out with both of them. And that's weird. I mean, like, it's just weird to like always have like be the third wheel. Mm -hmm. So I did kind of have to bring Eric in on that one. And then he actually got along with them. Great. They own a wine shop and we did like a little wine tasting. It was really fun. And it was like, oh, okay. So these are people we could actually hang out with in a group. But when are we going to do that again? Probably not for months. Yeah. Because who has the time? We have a lot of other things going on. Um, And then in the meantime, if it works out that I hang out with Meredith and Jason or Meredith or Jason, you know, like that's okay too. Because now it's like we're all... It's like he has the option now. He could join if he wants, mm-hmm. Eric. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to. And on the other side, I will also say, and, and I guess this isn't that different from being married, um, but the like expectation now that if we hang out with Eric and one of his very best friends, that I'm going to be friends with the wife or the girlfriend. Right. Now, what's a little bit different, I think, than say Brian came home from work and was like, I just met this cool dude and I want to hang out with him and his wife. Would you be up for that? Okay, great. So you guys hang out and maybe you really hit it off with the wife and maybe you don't, or maybe you don't like the guy or maybe you do whatever. It's a new friendship. Right. So Brian can either let it go or he can pursue it how he wants to. Without the couple dynamic. Without the couple dynamic. But if it's like an old bestie and the connection, like the easy way to connect the people is to bring in the partners, you just end up spending time with people maybe you wouldn't choose to otherwise. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, there's some of that's just going to happen, but like, that's the challenge. And then when you like, think about like the kid situation. Okay. So now holidays, let's just say now you've got two sets of kids from two marriages. So each set of kids has two parents Mm -hmm. of their own. Right. And then those parents relatives. So they've got two sets of extended relatives on both. Mm -hmm. It's like, it gets really confusing. Now let's just pretend Eric's mom decides she would love for my kids and me to start spending an hour or two on Christmas Eve with them. Or that I decide I think it'd be great if Eric and his kids spend time with my brother and sister on Thanksgiving, whatever it is, right? Right. Well, they've already got their own people. Yeah. Like each set of kids already has a lot of people to juggle. Yep. Yep. 
So it's really hard to not seem like you're trying to keep your new person from everybody. Like, like you're being greedy or stingy or, but to still protect that person and your time with that person and your kids and his kids. Well, it sounds like you've been, you guys have been incredibly mindful about this and have been doing things at every turn that serve like the core of the relationship and you, each of you as grown as like fully, fully, uh, launched adults, which is really, really good because I can see how tempting it would be to be like, Oh, but like my side of the family would love to meet you and like meet your kids. And then, you know, then there's a lot of layers of obligation and it could get logistically complicated real fast, but it could also start to feel kind of emotionally tricky. Yeah. And we've dabbled in some of that. Like this year, um, his parents came over on Thanksgiving when my kids were there. So they met, but it was very low key and like no expectations of my kids to have any relationship with these people that they have no relationship with. And that's okay. They don't have to. Um, and I do think that like when you're early in a relationship, it's, you could be like, Oh, well, it'll all just work itself out. And you kind of get impatient and you just want to move on to the next, at least I do. I want to move on to the next step. I just want to be like, what are we doing? Where are we going? We'll figure the rest out when we get there. And Eric is like the opposite. He, well, you, you've said many times you think you and him are a lot alike. I think we are. Yeah. I just get attracted to the same kind of people over and over, but he foresees problems before they happen. (laughs) And he foresees I, we were just talking about this yesterday and I said, you foresee problems that will never happen. And I don't foresee any problems. And then I end up (laughs) dealing with problems. So it's like, you know, we're both dealing with problems, right? It's just, some people are dealing with them ahead of time. And some people are dealing with them when they're bigger problems because you didn't get in front of them. Right. So, yeah. And and the, I mean, I think the sweet spot that we've found as business partners is truly in the middle. So I think the, the, um, the natural tension that creates is actually a really good thing. Yeah. Um, because people like Eric and I would do nothing because everything we would envision would be full of problems and you would do everything (laughs) and spend and like, just spend your life, like putting out fires probably, or I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, well, this is, I'm just, again, I have a huge grin on my face. This is super fun. I am sure that listeners have, okay, let's address this before we wrap. Listeners are very curious. We have actually, we've had listeners, not very many, but we've had some be so curious that they almost feel entitled to your personal life. So as your friend, I want to like come out on the, not, not on the defensive, but just as a reminder that like, you as Megan will share as much or as little as you are ready to share with our audience. And that is a wonderful, beautiful thing. And today I feel like you shared a whole lot. I guarantee we will get questions like, how's the bedroom life going, Megan and Eric? Like, like we just, people are just very curious. So, um, I was going to say, do you, are we open for people who have questions, but that's not really what I mean. No, we're not. (laughs) No. Well, I think what I would say is if I haven't said it on the socials and I haven't said it on the podcast, you're free to like go scour my socials and draw your own conclusions. If I haven't said it there and I haven't said it here, I'm unlikely to tell someone I don't right. know anything more than I've said. And that's just, it's not because we ran out of time. It's because <laughs> it's because I'm private and yeah. you know, like things come out as they come out. And I mean, I guess like if we ever had an episode where people were just able to like ask whatever questions and I could pick or choose 
the ones yeah, I respond and, to. And some people might have fine. questions about more like the practicalities of dating. Oh, or like, yeah. what did you guys think about when you decided about this? And, and I think you would be very generous with those oh, yeah, answers. Yeah, yeah. If it's more of a generalization or more like a, how did you handle this or that? Sure. I might not have an answer, but like, I don't mind getting those. But right. it's like, Megan, please tell me like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Can you tell me more? Like, yeah. Probably not. Nope. Nope, I did. Nope. And at our current track record of two and a half years, the next episode that we do of this will be like mid 2024. We'll probably have been married for a year by then or something. And like, I just won't get around to telling anybody. But you know what? I mean, I've been like you. You might think by knowing me that I'd be the kind of impulsive person who tells everybody my business all the time. But actually, the way I've handled every single thing about this, my divorce situation has been slow and private, like. I don't think I said anything about being divorced until like it was five or six months in Mm -hmm. publicly. So that's just kind of how I roll. So I love it. Well, I I think people will be really excited for this episode and I had a lot of fun. So thank you for sharing what you did today. Thank you for asking all the right questions. I didn't. I just got to sit here and listen to a meet cute (laughs) on the day before my birthday. I'm pretty happy. Um, Well, coming up this week on Tuesday on the podcast, we're going to be talking about different opportunities we've had over the years to parent other people's children. And, And I mean, parent, I mean, you know, your nieces and nephews or the neighbor kids who are constantly in your house, everything from the practical to the more emotional sides of you know, being a mother-like figure to children that are not your own. And I think it's a, it can be a really special opportunity. It can be sometimes tricky. So that's going to be a fun topic that we are tackling coming up on Tuesday. And yeah, this was fun. Megan, we'll talk to everybody then. Talk to you soon. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits in self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Hi, everyone. Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it if you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening, and leave the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us, and it really only takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the Mom Hour's show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the Mom Hour just above the play button and then scroll all the way to the bottom and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening.